Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And today we want to talk about navigating obstacles that might prevent you from being involved in your church. Uh, We might be in a season of time right now that is providing people with the greatest (laughs) obstacles in their lifetime of being involved in their church. Uh, We're in the middle of what's been called a global pandemic. And so we want to talk about how do we maintain involvement in the church because this is a priority for us as Christians. Yeah, it's craziness. I mean, if you've been to a store, it's like things, shelves are empty. I went today and there was bread and I actually said in the aisle, there's bread. And two people around me were like, hurrah. Like, Yeah. It's Drawing just, everyone together, just like that. It's just, you know, things are crazy. Everyone's at home. School's canceled, going online. There's just tons of changes. Yeah. You know what hasn't changed much? Well, let me say it's changed, but it's just been upped. What? Your uh, germophobia. <laughs> I don't deny it, and um, I don't deny that I am a germaphobe. You All, really are. I have been for many years. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. I worked on an ambulance, and it messed me up forever. Um, I, I never viewed, I've never viewed germs the same yeah. since I spent time working on an ambulance, dealing with a lot of people's germs and bodily fluids and all sorts of things. Totally. And so, yes, I wash my hands like a paranoid germaphobe yes. before there was a global pandemic <laughs> yeah. um, uh. virus wreaking havoc on our country and world. Um, but you know what? Kids have actually helped me to be less paranoid about germs. I mean, we've got a bunch of them. Yeah, and that's true. And they have, I don't know, zero uh, self-awareness <laughs> of germ germs. Germ awareness? And, yeah. Seriously, So yeah. they'll come over and sneeze in your face or, you know, you'll catch their, their boogers in oh, your hand. Or, the whole thing. Yeah, Everything. I mean, it's just... This is this even is, when they wash their hands, it's like you smell. Wait, that doesn't sound like you wash your hands. I mean, it's just yeah, it's gross. But yeah, now you're like hardcore wash hands. You're asking me multiple times a day, <laughs> did you wash your hands? Right. And it's like my hands are actually cracked. That's from how you know you're doing it right. So much. So I'm washing. I'm washing. Oh man. Good. Well, I, I think the point here. One, I yes, I don't like germs. Call me crazy, but I don't like germs. Uh, but I don't think I've been too crazy in my response to no, this. I think no, we've you maintained haven't. some level-headedness here. I just like to tease um, you because I that's, can. That's go, going overboard isn't necessarily what we want to talk about on this podcast. I think it's important for us to talk about ways that we can maintain and even create new channels of connectedness with our church family, uh, avoiding the obstacles that might prevent us from being involved in the church. Um, it's it's more important than ever for us to think strategically about how we're yeah. going to be connected to the church. And so um, not being anxious, not worrying, that's kind of a separate episode. Yeah. Um, being paranoid about germs, I could talk about that some other <laughs> time. But this time I want to talk about how we can go above and beyond to connect with our church. Um, and so we're going to provide six um, ways that we can work around these obstacles. So we've, we've got a list here of a few things that we want to talk through. And, and I do think that our response to this issue, the way we go about um, prioritizing church or just moving out of involvement altogether, really reveals something about our heart, 
what's important to us, uh, what we really care about. If church is just an optional add-on that when it gets hard to go and be a part of, we drop it. Yeah. That's a big issue. And so let's show, let's prove it to ourselves, to our families, to our neighbors, to our friends, that church is not some extra thing about us, but it's part of the very fabric of our identity, who we are. We're we're a, a people but we have a lot in common because of our relationship with Christ. And so um, we assemble together. Yeah. And right now that looks a little bit different than it normally does, but um, we're going to continue assembling through any ways yeah. that we can. And so we want to list some of those ways. Getting creative. Yeah. But you, it is interesting as we're reaching out to various people in the church that there are a lot of potentially excuses for why people are not going to try to get connected. It's like, I'm out. You know, that's an extra add-on, as you're saying. That's maybe the the way they're viewing it, and they're just going to hole up and not try to fellowship, not try to study the Word, not try to be connected with the church and kind of, like, go into their own little shell. And so we want to encourage to remain connected. We think it's important. Yeah, so, so here are six ways. Okay, the first one um, that was at the top of our list is to join or participate in a small group. If you're already in a small group, that's great. Uh, you ought to be. And so you ought to participate and continue participating in your small group. Yeah. Uh, even if we're not allowed to assemble together um, in groups larger than 10 or actually at all right. as, of, as of yesterday afternoon. Today right. is March 18th, right? So yeah. we're not supposed to leave our homes in Orange County, supposedly. So um, continue participating in a small group even though that's the case. Yeah. Connect with people. I mean, you're going to have to get creative in the ways you do, but make sure you've got a group of people that you can turn to, that you can talk to, that you can text, that you can call. I mean, make sure that connection is still there. And look, if, if you don't have a small group, now's the time. I mean, go online and, and figure out how to get connected because there's totally all kinds of small groups that you can get plugged into. And if you haven't done it, you're going to want that community, hopefully – from here on out, but you're going to want it now while we're all kind of isolated. Totally. And I think, I think it's true that we're going to want community and, and probably after some amount of time, we're going to really crave that community and start missing it. If we I already it, do. <laughs> right. But I also think there's a case to be made, and this is part of what we're trying to do here is uh, it's more than I, I want or I crave or I miss community. We want to argue that we need community because this is the way God has made us to live in community, to have a community that is the church. And to not isolate ourselves, to not forsake assembling together, uh, we're, we're commanded by the Lord to be together and practice the one another's, encourage yeah. one another, help one another, spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So there's just so many commands in the Bible that we cannot do if we live in isolation. True. So we need to continue following those and finding ways to implement those creatively. Yeah. So, so participate in your small group. And I even think just the the task of thinking creatively about how to go about doing that is really good for us. When was the last time you sat down and really thought, how can I connect with people strategically? That's a really good exercise. Yeah, you do do it daily. (laughs) (laughs) You also do it automatically. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But no, it's true. It it does stretch the brain muscles a little bit. Um, And I think this leads into number two, which our second aspect of ways to stay connected with your church is to reach out 
and um, find ways to care about people. Now, this is going to be potentially tricky, as you might have thought of ways in the past to care by dropping off, I don't know, a meal at someone's home. They may not want that. Could you door dash it, though, to them? I don't know. I mean, there's going to be creative ways, but how can you, as you're connected with your small group, what can you do to care for them? And that may just be praying. That may be kind of all these behind-the-scenes things that we're talking about today. But don't give up on connecting by by asking people good questions, caring about where their hearts are at, finding out how their families are doing, how they're even their older grandparents or parents. I mean, make sure you're still caring by connecting and asking those good questions. Yeah. I just, I, I love the, the challenge to just reach out to people yeah. more than you've ever done before in your life. Right. Um, especially because you're not going to be together with people in person on Sunday morning or Thursday night for Thrive or whatever it may be at church. Yeah. Um, go, you have to go out of your way, go above and beyond more than ever before just to text a bro. Right. Dudes, text a dude. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Call a dude, yeah. FaceTime yeah. a dude, hang out and connect with people. These are your yeah. brothers. I called a friend today and I realized how long has it been since I've called. I mean, I often text or I see her at church, but we just chatted on the phone for a few minutes. And that was so good to just see how she's doing. Well, last night I got an invitation <laughs> yeah. by, by two of our friends yeah. to, uh, to conference. And so we just, we conferenced on my phone and there was four tiles. You were in the office yeah. in our room because <laughs> we, we, if we were too close, then there was feedback. Right. It's really a struggle. You know, yeah. when we get too close, we had feedback. to separate in our house yeah. in order to talk on Zoom yeah. on the app. But it was good. It but was that was so good. that was great. We really connected with them and yeah. and talked a little bit. And those are friends. And you know, we need that kind of stuff. Yeah, we still and need to be caring for sure. You can have an excuse when you show up physically to the church, like, "Hey, no one is coming up and talking to me," and "Why isn't anyone reaching out to me?" And right. You could do the same thing digitally or virtually. Right. Why is no one texting me? Why is no one calling me? And it's just the wrong way of thinking. It's the opposite way of what I think we're called to think. Yeah. The, the way that we're called to think. Um, we really should look outward and think, how can I serve someone? How can I minister or care for someone? Um, and let's get that process started by creating lines of communication through, you know, texting, calling, and conferencing. Uh, okay. A third thing, yes, closely connected, when, when you connect in that sort of way, hopefully you find some things that you can pray about. So that's number three, is pray um, with your spouse yeah, uh, or in the mornings while your spouse is still asleep. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pray uh, for these people. Right. And if we pray for others more than any other time in our life before, this is a good thing. And really, we potentially, I'm not going to say everyone, has maybe a little bit more time, or at least their time is shifted around and it looks differently. Some people aren't working. Some people are working at home. Some people, their work is way less. I don't know. Uh, I think others are maybe working more. It's like everything gets heightened. But I want to utilize some of this time to be a better prayer. And, and maybe you haven't really got an organized prayer list or you keep saying, oh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a list someday or I need to really get that going. This is the time. You have, you have the time and you should utilize it to pray and, and follow up with people and see how they're doing and then 
pray with your kids right then, or set those alarms on your phone to keep praying throughout the day. Get creative with it, but, but be praying. Yeah. I mean, unless you're doing corporate prayer, prayer is something that you do individually or with a spouse um, and is a way to serve people. It's a way to care for people. It's yes. a way to do some of the things that we're called to do in practicing the one another's. So yeah. this is a perfect time to really ramp up our prayer life. And it gets your uh, mind off yourself as you're going to the Lord on behalf of other people. Maybe if you're feeling a little bit like, uh, well, I don't know, if you've got a lot of inward thoughts or, oh, I wish it wasn't this way or this is hard or whatever, this helps you to get outside yourself and think of other people too, which is so good for us right now. Yeah. Would you say that you have a lot of inward thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not a, I have inward and outward okay. thoughts, yeah. as we all yeah. know. Right. Right. A lot of yours are outward. <laughs> Everyone knows what I'm thinking when I'm thinking it. I know. You are opposite, my I friend. Know. I have to draw it out of you. Yeah. Yeah. What are I you thinking? In, I have a lot of inward thoughts. You do. Yeah. You go down deep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, man. Okay. okay. What's our no fourth? Number four is to include other people. And yes. specifically, what we had in mind when we wrote this down is kids. If you got kids in the home, right. include them in some of these things. Yes. If you don't have kids in the home, include other people in your attempt and efforts to serve others. Right. So uh, I just think, man, let's teach our kids more mm -hmm. than ever before how to serve and care for people in our lives and how to be involved and connected to our church, even though we're not supposed to assemble together at the church building. Yeah. Let's teach them. For sure. And in in general, if your kids are in your home and you're not used to it right now, like they're no school, whatever, you just have a lot of opportunity to do all kinds of teaching, but particularly help them to serve and to be connected. I mean, we were just talking on the drive over who we can start writing letters to. You know, my kids can write a letter of thank you to the pastors. They were picking different pastors to write to. I mean, that would be awesome if each day we pick somebody in the church to encourage and drop it in the mail. I mean, teach that whole process and make that part of serving and giving to other people. Um, but this is an opportunity just to teach them how to think, right? Like a Christian as well. Uh, were, yeah. you, were you around when Alyssa had this but, well, okay, we were talking about the bread line, bread and the food and all that in our home. Okay. And Alyssa was like, I, I, she was listening in. She's always listening. And I said, hey, why are we not freaking out like some people stocking, stockpiling, you know, tons of everything? And it was really cool because she's been part of conversations. We sat down and talked to her about how to think about this. And she said, well, God, God's in control, mom. God's sovereign. Boom. Right. And, and we don't need to worry because we can trust that he has a plan. And I'm like, okay, girl, that's great. Let's she go with it. that. I mean, she's got it. So she can encourage people by sharing those thoughts as well. That's solid. Yeah. I, lo awesome. I love that. That's our little theologian. That's the same girl who um, turned down a guy who proposed yes. to her on the playground sand yeah. uh, because he didn't have his theology of the Trinity figured yes. out. Yes. So. Uh, for her to be dropping, you know, sovereignty of God, uh, truth bombs yeah. in the middle of the bread crisis. There you uh, go. That's, that's, that's encouraging. <laughs> it's good. But I, but good I think stuff. <laughs> one, we can teach them, you know, by our actions, our attitudes, our words about this. And a lot of what we teach our kids is caught, you know, not taught. Right. Um, so we can uh, help them to catch some of these things by our responses and our behaviors. Um, but I also think we can pointedly communicate 
what it looks like uh, to reach out, to look out beyond themselves right. and to care for their friends. And let's teach them that now. So we were talking about, you know, you said writing letters. Yeah. You know, let's let's have our kids FaceTime a friend yeah. with the purpose of uh, encouraging them. Right. Right. So, they can share what Bible verse we worked on today, or we, they can share what, you know, kind of concepts we talked about in our family devotions with a friend and check in on them and see how they're doing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. The fifth thing okay. is to watch and read and or read uh, material that your pastor is putting out. Uh, I mean, I go on Facebook and I see a lot of people's pastors yeah. are putting out a lot of great material right now. Pastor Mike here at Compass is putting out a video every single day. And so it's just, awesome. yeah, great kind of devotional stuff, helping you think about the right things. And so take advantage of that. Yeah. Watch that. Uh, use that as material that you might encourage someone with or ask someone a question about. And right. just don't miss that. Yeah, Don't you, just go into hiding and you know, <laughs> yeah. lockdown mode and right. the world's going to end mode. Just connect with your church. Yeah, and the, the truths that he's sharing are so helpful, encouraging. They bring the right things to mind. And so we want those in our minds, and we want to be able to talk about them with our spouses. Hey, what did you think of what he said? Or, you know, what are your responses to that video? How can we do that better? I mean, so that also starts a conversation to connect with your spouse, potentially, and other people in your home. Um, just by watching and being a part of those videos. Number six, our last one is just to up your devotional life during this time. I mean, you've got yeah. hopefully maybe different um, opportunities to do that. Definitely unique circumstances, so you can kind of shake up your normal routine. But right. even if it means getting up earlier or staying up later, increase your devotional life, reading your Bible, praying, memorizing, stuff like that. Yeah, that's so good. I, I kind of feel like there's a bonus too. You want to drop? You want to drop a bonus? I know we have six, but here's six sub point B or something. Okay. Um, don't don't forget to give. I think to the church right now. I think that it's also maybe tempting if money's tight, things are changing and uncertain, to pull back on your giving to the church body. And and I think we yeah. need to still do that. Yeah, it'd be really easy to think that you know I'm not making as much right now. Work is slowing down, right. or or I just, just don't know what's happening. Not thinking about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's a solid sub point. <laughs> sub point, yeah. an extra. Yeah, I mean, I we just personally, I don't know if we'll keep this in the episode or not, but we're giving extra right yeah. now just because. Right. Um, so well, I want to continue that for yeah. as, as long as we're meeting uh, remotely for some reason. It's just on my heart to, to give more. To give so, more, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. All right, well, let's end with a question. Okay. All right. Now what comes the time question? in the show where we try to figure out what the question is. Um, What's our question? What is the question? Well, how can they do a better job? No, that's not a good question. It's a great. How can you do a better job? In life. No. How, that's it. How can you do a better job? Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Hey. This is a great episode. <laughs> I mean, how can you do a better job of connecting with people mm -hmm. right now? Ooh. It's only been a few days, Ooh. potentially. That's good. There's six, seven, six and a half things maybe we talked about. Is there something right, right. more you can do? Right. No, that's a good question. Let's do it. All right. What can you do better? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's just right. always. Sign us off. Challenge yourself. 
Well, thanks so much for signing in. No, not signing in. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for joining us, and we will catch you next time. See ya. Bye.